All right, welcome to the studio, Corno. Corno. This is Corno now. Corner Mauricio. How do you What's say your up? last name? Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah. Mauricio Guerrero. That is a fucking badass name. Thanks, man. That's Thanks. the kind of name like you think. You're like, yeah, that guy's that guy's gonna be famous. Uh, no, I don't that know about guy. that one, but uh, there's uh, I'm junior, so there's already one of me. Actually, I'm the third. My grandpa. So third time's a charm, th- right? <laughs> I'm gonna receive that blessing. I'm gonna. That's you know what, man. We're receiving that. <laughs> Well, dude, I mean, I've uh, I haven't seen you since we were kids. I know. I remember you being a guitar player, and uh, I've been following you on Instagram and seeing all the stuff you're doing. You're doing so much shit. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, just just trying to work, trying to work hard as much as I can. And yeah, dude. I mean, I remember, dude, coming from we went we went to high school together, uh, and like I remember you were the you were the guy that was just like. Oh, let me just smash on everybody's heads real quick. Let me just come out here and just. Okay, cool. Your turn. And everyone was like, "Oh, I don't want to play anymore. I'm good. I'm nah. done. I'm." Uh, <laughs> and I was the one. I was the one that was like stupid enough to be like, "Oh, can we play together?" <laughs> and then we would just jam. I remember. Yeah, I have dude. Vivid memories of us on that quad. Remember? Yeah, I used, to, I used to love finding anybody that would play the guitar with me. Exactly. Well, especially at our age, like you. When you know, when I, when I found you, I was like, "Here's a guy that actually plays guitar. Like right. he can keep up. He right. can jam." Yeah. And that was so important, especially being a young kid. Like exactly. it's, it's 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 totally different when you grow up like being alone playing your guitar, yep. and then you find like one of your friends or someone that you can jam with even once it like exactly. changes your life yeah so it was exciting i mean i, I love that and then uh years go by i follow you on instagram and now you're doing all this stuff and i think it's safe to say you are a working guitar player yeah man that's yeah. a big statement it's yeah dude it's it's a it's it's weird to say sometimes but at the same time it's like okay like you know what we're we're here we're doing it it's a struggle but you know you're out there working. You're a professional musician. You know what I mean. I mean that's an incredible statement alone. Yeah, like, I know. Thanks, I mean, man. so many, so many of us are going down the route of like we want to make our own music and we right. want to put it out there, which is great. And you know, yeah. don't ever stop. But I feel like, especially guitar players. I mean, I'm a yeah. guitar player too. Especially us. We yeah. really, really kind of put aside the idea that we can be a working guitar player. Exactly. We are good at what we do, and we can do multiple different things. Yeah. And uh, it's it's so it's so hard to see that sometimes. Yeah. Um, my question to you though. With that being said, because I was looking at your little list of stuff that you worked on, I was just like, holy shit, how does he have time? <laughs> uh, you're clearly very good Thanks, man. at what Thank you, you do, guitar playing, working with other people, and you know, adding great stuff to great music, but uh, it kind of makes me ask myself, why take that route and not stick with a band and try to be a lead guitar player and right. you know, the star f- you know, fame kind of thing? Right. What led you to the other side? I think, I mean... Growing up, everyone has that, like, idea, I guess. Everyone has that, like, first dream that's, like, the whole, like... Because that's the first thing we're, we're uh, what's it called, exposed to, is, like, the whole, like, oh, Jimi Hendrix that put out his music and so badass, and he's, like, ripping and singing, and then John Mayer or guys like Stevie Ray Vaughan that they yeah. wrote their own music, and, and they're out there, you know, performing and... and at first, I thought that was what I wanted, you know, because I thought that was what was available. Yeah. And well um, said. And as I got older, I started realizing I was like, I I don't I don't care about fame. You know what I mean? I don't care about. I don't care. I didn't care about like people stopping me on the street. I actually didn't like it. Like <laughs> like I should thought about the idea and I didn't like it because. Um, my dad, he's a he's a recording engineer, and both my parents are in the music industry too. And, oh wow, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so I got to hang out with uh, from a young age, man, from when I was little. I mean, 
from when I was born. I mean, my dad would tell me stories that he would be mixing and he'd put me underneath the console. You know what I mean? In my little like, <laughs> like baby carriage. And, uh, and so I grew up like seeing people that were, you know, that were big and we would walk around town with them if we were ever out and they would get stopped every five minutes every five oh, wow. minutes and i was just like this sucks i want to go to starbucks and get a frappuccino <laughs> at like seven years old you know what i yeah. mean like i'm like why can't we just walk you know and uh and then I, the more time went on i was like you know i love writing music i love playing my guitar but i don't i don't crave i don't crave the spotlight the spotlight yeah like my it, it, it's like the more and more I did music, the more and more I fell in love with like, I just love getting really good at guitar and I love writing really good songs and Fuck yeah. I love other people singing my songs. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, like uh, uh, me and my brother would write a lot of songs and he's more of an artist. And so he would just sing those songs and, uh, and I'd be like, just there in the back. I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> <laughs> like this is right. You know, chilling. The ultimate guitar player to work with. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, 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 and I respect the people with bands, and I respect the people that are that are doing the band thing, and that are that are that are writing their own music for themselves, and are, are going out and are pushing for that artist thing. It just was never me. It was yeah. never like I never really like wanted to put. Um, I never really liked putting effort into like band. <laughs> sounds this is gonna sound awful. <laughs> I never liked putting effort into band rehearsal and band practice that wasn't like. Because I never really 100% believed in, like, the band as a unit. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, whenever okay. I was ever part of a band, I was like, sure, you know, I'll be in this band, but I don't... It wasn't like family. It wasn't like... Exactly. The, it wasn't a core value to it. Exactly. It, it just... I, I don't know how to explain it other than, like, in my life, it never made sense. But when I started playing guitar for other people, they would just call me, and I would make friends and make friends with singers and be like, hey, can you play guitar for my show? I was like, absolutely. You know, and yeah. I started, like playing around town and playing around LA and playing around different places. And I would meet people and, and, and they'd be like, Hey, can, can, can you just play for my show real quick? Or can you just play for this, do this quick little session? And, and for me, that's what it was like. Oh, this is making sense. Like people the, need what people I have. Need what I have. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, this makes sense for me. Yeah. You know? Like, whereas I like, whereas like, I know a bunch of guys that, they're in a band and and they're like a band of brothers and they go and they tour all over the all over the place or they go yeah. and they're sitting in the studio and they're all work together and it's a team effort and to me i'm like that's beautiful but i've never never felt that i've never had that if that yeah. makes sense you know which I mean? is necessary if you yeah. want to take that route exactly you know it's exactly. uh, i had i had a band on here mr call brought them up multiple times. I really enjoyed that episode, yeah. but they're, they're a perfect example. Like, you know, when you show up, this is what you're doing. Like, this has to be everything. Exactly. And if you're not willing to like, if you not even willing, if you don't feel that, then you not, you can't fool anybody. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's way too emotional. Exactly. <laughs> it's too, too emotional. emotional. There's too many people. And for me, it was just very much like I grew up with music being like, this is my thing. And I have maybe one or two other people that I can work with. And then I yeah. can just, I have no problem giving it away. Yeah. You know, letting go, letting go. Yeah. I think I think that's, that's a difficult one. It's difficult, and yeah. I think that's a big thing to learn that um, that if anybody wants to be like a session musician or a songwriter or someone not in the spotlight but that's working in the industry, that's like lesson number one. Is like you got to learn to let go and let, learn to be like if someone says I don't like your song, like, all right, let's write another one. You know yeah. what I mean? Or I don't I didn't like that guitar part. Be willing to work. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's 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 just simply put. You have to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just grind. It's just like 
All right, cool, sweet. You didn't cool. Let's scratch it. Whatever, you know. And maybe you can go to somebody else. Maybe yeah. you can save that riff or that that song or that little hook that you came up with. Like, I liked it, but it wasn't for this guy. Cool. Let's yeah. Put it on to the next one. You know. Well, I think a, I think a really, really hard part to letting go is a pride factor. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm a songwriter myself. I've done studio work myself. Mm-hmm. I've you know been on both sides of the spectrum. And regardless where you are, especially as a guitar player, I mean, yeah. I can't speak for drummers, I can't speak for singers, I mean, I can't speak for everyone else, but as a guitar player, no matter how humble you are, there's like a sense of pride when you're about to like play your guitar. Absolutely. You're like, what am I giving up? What am I yeah. sharing? And then that gets trampled all over. <laughs> yep. So yep. it's like, I guess you have to let go of even more pride to yeah. be, let go of that and then let go of your music. Like, I just oh, want to play the fucking thing. <laughs> Dude, I remember this one session I had where it was... Uh, it was with this it was with this hip hop hip hop guy and he kept telling me like man i want it to sound like a sample and i'm like what the hell are you talking about i'm playing guitar yeah. do you want to sample the guitar like what do you mean he's like no man make it sound like a sample and i would try something else and try something else and try something else and he was like you're not he's like no you're not getting it i started getting like a little frustrated and i was like what do you want give me an example he was like listen to this song and then he played ah oh, man i forgot what song it was i think it was uh I think it was Confessions by Usher. Okay. And it has that like that little like, guitar line at the beginning, the the bring ding 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 and it sounds like someone played put a guitar patch on Logic and like played it played in the with, keyboard. Played the keyboard on <laughs> yeah. it. And they're like Oh. Okay. And then from there, but I had to just like swallow my pride, had to just like, okay. Don't call him don't, an idiot. Don't, don't. <laughs> What does he mean? A mother freaking sample? Okay. Don't work. Oh, what a weird else. thing to request from yeah. a live guitar player. Yeah. I need it to sound like a sample. Why am I here then? Yeah, why am I here? Yeah. And you I have the tools him, to do what this. What if I just play whatever and then you sample it? <laughs> yeah. Just find out what it is and then put it. <laughs> I got, in the other I got a little bit of a dirty look there, but it, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> you, you, you learn. You live and you learn, you know? But uh, yeah, it was it was kind of a weird request. But then like the second it made sense, it was like, oh, okay, makes sense. And I guess he wanted that like guitar player feel. Yeah, kind of like, like raw. The, that raw, that like real fingers on real metal and real yeah. wood, but with that like, oh, it sounds like I just press that MPC or press that little key board on 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 Logic or, or Pro Tools or whatever, you know. Sounds like he didn't really know what he wanted. Maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I mean I don't know you know. Yeah, that's that's I don't I don't know how I would handle that. I'd be like, then go sample it. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, you know? I got other <laughs> right. jobs to do. Right. So working with other artists, um, working with or for, what is what's the most intriguing part about it for you? Like when you think about, I didn't take the like you, you were talking about. Yeah. I didn't take the band right. I didn't want right. the spotlight. Okay, so you don't want the spotlight, but then this other side of the industry, specifically, you know, being the studio guitar right. player or session player, what was the most intriguing part about that? I think I think it was just like. One, that was the thing I was exposed to the most as a kid. So you was comfortable. You knew I was, it. it was, I was comfortable with it. Like, um, I remember, like I said, I mean, just through my parents, like, whenever my dad would have sessions uh, with guitar players, I would just ask, like, can I come? Can I come watch? And every time, I mean, thanks to him, he was just kind of, like, he flexed a little bit and was like, yeah, absolutely, you can come. <laughs> and, like, when people would be like, who's this? He's like, that's my son. Say something about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I dare you. I dare you. Say something about it. See if I'm here recording when you, if you say something about my son being here. And I was like 12, 13 at the time. But I was used to like watching guys like, like you know, Tim Pierce or, or Paul Jackson Jr. That, or Michael Landau. I would just watch their sessions. I would just sit in the corner and be quiet and just watch them. Like, Tim Pierce. 
Yeah, Tim Pierce. He, uh, he, uh, I think I met him the other night at LA Vintage Guitars. They had an event. Yeah. I was, I think I talked to him for like an hour outside. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Tim Pierce. Yeah, probably. He, yeah. Like, he's like older dude. He has like grayish white hair now, but he used to have yeah, long hair, yeah, yeah. glasses, thick yeah, glasses. No, yeah, I hung out with him for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> he's awesome, man. I mean, I can't say enough good things about him. And uh, very, oh, I will say about Tim, I asked him about some guitar brands that were at LA Vintage, and we were outside front, and he was the most honest guitar player I've ever met. Absolutely. That guy roasted people. Yeah. And I was like, I wish yeah. I had this on recording. Absolutely. Ab- dude, absolutely. I interned for him uh, like four years ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I interned for him. Actually, I just bought one of his guitars off him. Um, that he let me borrow when I was interning for him. Oh, hell yeah. He was, I remember I asked him, I was like, hey man, can you help me out? I'm looking for this same brand. And he was like, you know what, man? Just take mine. I'm not, I'm here. He gave me a great price. And yeah, like, there you go. The dude, man, he he helped me out so much. Like, That's awesome. His studio is, yo. <laughs> bro. Disney, Disneyland, huh? Dude, it is a spaceship in his studio. Like he has his computer and he has two monitors. So like, where you're sitting, let's say, let's say you're the producer and I'm Tim. So I have a TV, I have a, a computer monitor in front of me. You have a computer monitor in front of you. There's, uh, there's moments where he, uh, there's a way that Tim can take control of the mouse or you can take control of the mouse. And then he has pedals all on the ground. Oh pedals my God. here to his, to his left and to his right. He's got like 13 amps just like oh. on behind him that is all like oh. lined down to his garage and it's all, <gasps> all on like a cabinet and, uh, and, uh, and an amp head switcher. So he's just, you're like, oh, you want like metal? Sick. Sick. Holy shit. Count me in. Or like, you want, you want jazz? Cool. Sick. Let's go here. Like that. Like just, just, it's a, it's, it's Disneyland. Straight up. Oh my God. It's so cool. I gotta see that. Oh man. I think I have a picture. I have to find it somehow. Yeah. I need to see that. Dude. It's like, it's, you look at it and you're like, this is heaven. And then not only that, that's just in his little like cockpit like okay. you know what I mean he has this whole rack of like amazing like compressors and, oh. and, and interfaces and all that stuff connected that's to the downfall and... of musicians finances Dude, <laughs> the rack the amount of money that we will spend I have a fucking LA 2A over there shut up that thing was like giving up a goddamn limb shut up that's a real LA 2A over there Why? universal audio I got my uh I got a Genesis mic running through yeah, that. Yeah, I'm never leaving this place, bro. No, you All don't right, have sick. to. I'm moving in. All right. Uh, this podcast is going to go for th- uh, 30 hours. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle in, everybody. <laughs> you know? Um, no, uh, I just, man, like, that guy. Oh, and then not only that. So, like, you, he lines, like, the back wall behind him is, is empty. It has some artwork. But from the walls on his left and right into the wall in front of him, it's just lined with guitars. Just... <sighs> All over it, just lined with different guitars, like crappy guitars to the nicest guitars you've oh, ever seen. Man. Acoustics, electrics, uh, nylon strings, different variations of certain guitars. Oh. Like there's this one like mini nylon string guitar that's also like a 12 string, so it's meant to sound like like a uh, like a cuatro or like a tres or a mandolin or something like that. Jesus, but it's tuned like a guitar, so it's easy to pl- you know what I mean. Like, well, he's I mean he's got the arsenal for his job, dude. It's, you, know, you hire him, you're gonna get whatever you want. I remember I had to like. I had to uh, go through his go through his whole collection of like of all his guitars and all his stuff to like just mark stuff for insurance or whatever yeah. and just that was part of my thing as an intern. He was like, "Here, here's some stuff to do." And just the stuff in the room wasn't even half of what he had. Oh my god. Yeah, he would go in the garage and I would pull out different guitars and I'd be like, "Okay, that's a lot of money." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's even more. All right, cool. We're just going to put that back. We're going to write that down and and like 
Going, Do you think as a session play, player at his level, he like pays full price for those? He probably gets those gifted no. to him. Uh, he has. I think a lot of them get gifted, and then uh, some of them he'll get killer prices. Like yeah. some of those boutique ones, they probably won't gift it because they're just so expensive. Yeah. Like I know that he had a Fano guitar that he he I don't know if he paid full price or not. Maybe he did, but he was like, no, this one I, sp- I spent a pretty penny on, but it was worth it. Damn. You know. And then other ones he was like, yeah, I can just talk to the company. <laughs> and he was like, I can just talk to this. Because usually it's like the big famous stars that get that kind yeah. of treatment. But here you have a studio cat. But you know, he's the he's like the top level. Top level. He's like one of the top three guys. He's one. He's working every single day. Yeah. It's like him, like Paul Jackson Jr., Michael Landau, yeah. Michael Thompson. Those are like those session cats that, like Paul Jackson Jr. played most of the stuff for Michael Jackson. You oh know wow! What I mean, like he was all that funky chicken picking, like that kind yeah. of stuff. That's all Paul. And um, uh, Thompson played for like all of David Foster's, like Michael oh, Thompson shit. played for all of David Foster. Michael Landau was uh, like played for, man, I'm blanking on his credits, but he's played for everybody. He's on tour with James Taylor right now. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Does, do you know who Luis Conte is? Absolutely, man. Luis is a good friend of mine. Dude, he, he he's lives, a great he lives up the street. Yeah, he lives up the street. He's yeah, a, he's I've a recorded with him a few too. times. He's, yeah. What a badass dude. I figured you'd have to know him, you yeah. know, with that kind of heritage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's awesome, man. I, I, I haven't seen him since. I haven't seen him in a couple months. It's been maybe like six months, but he's... He was touring. He must. He probably was touring at the same touring, time. Yeah, touring with... With uh, uh, Taylor, Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Dude, he... Wow. He's such an amazing... Amazing human and amazing... Uh, amazing percussionist. My favorite story of Luis Conte is I went over to his house to record, and uh, I love his little percussion room. Yeah. And we went... It was the day after the Grammys one year, and we went into his house, and he's like, he wanted to show me and the guy I was working with something on the Grammys. He recorded it. So we're watching the Grammys from the night before, and he's like, and I look over on the table, and there's a Grammy sitting next yeah. to the TV. And I was like, oh, shit, I've never touched a Grammy. Uh-huh. This thing was so old. I picked it up, and the Grammy broke. <gasps> no, you did I Ooh. literally, I, I thought, my, my heart dropped. I thought, this is like, holy shit, I just broke a Grammy. <laughs> Louis Conte's Grammy. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I think it's a piece of shit. It's been sitting there for years. I'm like, what? Oh <laughs> so that was my first experience with uh, that whole situation. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Uh, oh, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> That's Luis, though. Luis. That is so Luis. His Cuban accent. I baby, don't worry about it. It's a piece of shit anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just the chillest dude ever. He's awesome, man. He's something else. Um, anyway, we totally nerded out for a second. Yeah, there. we did. We did. Anyway, tune back in. So uh, <laughs> so working with, working with and for mm-hmm. other artists as a guitar player, uh, the most intriguing part, I mean, you sound like you've been around it your whole life. Yeah. It's very comfortable. And uh, I think, I mean... Maybe this is true for you, but from my end, the few times that I have worked for other artists or, you know, even help someone out, you know, mm-hmm. not even like I'm working like, oh, you need help writing a song. What if you did this? Yeah. I feel like you almost play better because yeah. you don't have any attachment to it absolutely. whatsoever that all of a sudden your guitar skills are so much better. Absolutely. It's like, absolutely. why can't I do this for myself? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think that also it's like, um, just at least in my experience, it's very much you... I feel more creative, you know, because it's very much like, oh, I have this set of, um, this set of like quote unquote rules that are in the song. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. art chord progressions already set, the hooks already set, the melodies already set, and you can kind of like, oh, I can go around and attack it from these different angles, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times you'll just, <laughs> you'll honestly just like vomit guitar yeah. on a lot of stuff and just give a lot of ideas and the producers will take like little bits and yeah, pieces chop it, all up. chop it all up and and uh, and just and just take the, the best parts that they liked and 
you know, move it around or whatever. But and there's I, such a great freedom to that, though. It's so it's, it's like, freeing, man. Here's me just doing everything yeah. I can, having a good time. You deal with the hard stuff. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, before it wasn't like that. Like, I mean, back in the day, you had to have like, all right, I want this part and this section here with tape and all that stuff. Yeah, you no can't just to, copy and paste anymore. But like, <laughs> dude, Pro Tools is the shit. Are I use Cubase. Or, dude, Cubase is awesome, <laughs> bro. All of the DAWs, like Logic, Cubase, Pro Tools. They're the best, bro. Because you can just like, man, I'm feeling this. What about this on top of it? And what about this? And then you, they're like, okay, maybe it's too much. Snip, snip, snip. This would go good here. Yeah, just, just completely create a song out of noise. Exactly. And you yeah. can, and and it's such a helpful tool. I mean, you know, some people get really good at it and get really good at Pro Tools, and you know, maybe you, some people take it too far. But at the same time, if if it sounds good, what does it matter? You know, it's like I mean? that's what I mean. That's what you're going for, right? Exactly. Exactly. I actually stepped away from Pro Tools. I couldn't feel take that. it. I feel that. Couldn't take it. I feel that. <laughs> but still, it's fully capable. Fucking amazing. It's, it's insane. Whatever DAW you use, if you know how to use it and use it well, like it's just so useful and so great. Yeah, that's that's the hardest step, learning how to use it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they got they got kids coming out of college, fucking you know, 21, 22 years old, and they're doing better than the top studio engineers and the record dude. labels. I know. Dude. Just with a laptop. Just boom, boom, boom. They move so quick. I'm like, I can't even figure out my part that quick. I know, dude. <laughs> I know, man. There, and now there's programs where, like, um, oh, man, there was this drummer friend of mine who was, uh, I, who I play with regularly. Uh, he, um, he was telling me he was with this producer, and he was like, and the producer, <laughs> the producer, they, uh, they were they were smoking. They were smoking a little bit of weed together, and the producer was like, man, it's not even fair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> The producer goes, it's not even fair, bro. Anything you can do, I can do faster. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like, what? And the guy's like, bro, all right, let me cop this sample real quick. Puts in the sample. So let me make this drum beat. In. Loops it. You want chords? It's a little section. Chords just written out. Just like, oh, B flat minor. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, come on. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Ten minutes. It's like I got a whole song, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> it's not god. even fair. It's easy, bro. <laughs> well, actually, something Luis taught me. He said, no matter how much technology advances, you cannot beat the air between a microphone and an amp. It's true, man. Nothing will ever beat that. Nothing will ever beat that. And I never forgot that because I still mic my amps. I refuse. I have a cab clone that allows me to make any tube amplifier a preamp into the system. Never used it. Wow. Never used it. <laughs> wow. I Always mean, it's mic. true. It's true. I mean, I, I personally, I have that. Have you heard of the Kemper amplifier? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sounds Incredible. amazing. It's insane. But agreed, man. There's just something about, man, when you that have space. that like real, that real amp with that real mic and like like the Kemper's great for just like cause I mean we're moving so fast it's impossible sometimes yeah. you, know? you can't just sit there and mic for two hours exactly and it's it's also like it's also sometimes you're just like man I don't have the space I'm going a lot of people were going to their their house studios and so it's yeah. just like alright this sounds 99% there yeah but it's that one little percent, man. And it's almost for us more than anybody yeah, else. Exactly. But like when you listen to old, you know, kind of 60s, 70s records with some of those. I mean, one of the one of the most frustrating things in my entire life is the beginning of the song Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Right. That acoustic guitar by David Gilmour, that first boom, that slide, yeah. there's not I, – I, I put, I'll put money on this. There's not a single recorded acoustic guitar in the fucking world <laughs> that sounds as dry and perfect as that guitar. yeah. yeah. And that was in how long ago was that? Like know. they didn't have any of this stuff. Like anything. you can't beat that with yeah. the amount of technology in the world. You cannot beat you that sound. Every time I hear that song, I get angry. It's like 
I, why can't I do that? <laughs> but like that's the perfect example. You cannot beat that. No, just oh, it's just something about there's just crispy. something about it, dude. It, I know, man. There's just something about the real sound, and I think that's also why, no matter how, no matter how much like technology expands, no matter how much electronic uh, devices move forward, I mean. Honestly, man, like, I mean, and it's funny because I, I, there's been times when I'm like, how the hell am I working when there's a, such a thing as a CD player? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how the hell am I, like, it made sense in the 20s when nobody had recording music, I mean, or the 1900, 1800s when nobody had recorded music. Yeah. Like, they had to, they had to play the music, you know? Yeah. It's like, how the hell am I working when there's, like, a CD player or a DJ or whatever? How am I still playing weddings? Why do people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how? And I just think that there's something in the human experience about hearing live instruments and like seeing yeah. a person like just express themselves and well James Heffield talked about the live show um, I'm a diehard Metallica fan awesome as most people know no way <laughs> I don't see it <laughs> um, but James Heffield was talking about he's like he made the, a similar comment he's like you can never beat being at a show you can mm-hmm. never beat smelling the sweaty dude next to you yeah. seeing the band mess up or you know the entire experience like all five senses are activated yeah. he's like you can't activate all the senses with you know without a live show it's true. even with virtual reality now like you still can't it's true you just and even if even if they come up with the technology to do it that'd be nasty to be honest but i mean <laughs> it's like it literally activates everything and because music is a physical vibration i've talked about this before but yeah. physical vibration it's untouchable it Absolutely. can't be tampered with it can't be messed with and when it's com- when you're live when you're there when it's actually happening it's you can't compare that yeah I mean, you don't have to like it any better, but it's still a different experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, and and I think people will always crave that. I think just, I mean, it it, it might there might be some genetic memory because of just like when when it went when it but you boil it down to just hitting rocks or gourds with sticks. Yeah. And then just chanting or singing vocals. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, rhythm, like, rhythm, feeling, rhythm and melody, and that's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it came down to just like like when we were when it was I don't know stinking Pangea and we were all like all one one tribe of people and somebody somebody decided somebody just was like dink 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 and somebody started dancing to it there's yeah. something innate of just like I, it's it, well it's physical it's the, physical the sound waves yeah. are physical like they touch your body absolutely nothing else physically attacks you that there's something about the way. air that's pushing yeah you know what I mean? it's that the air it's, again it's the air <laughs> it's just like I mean just scientifically it's that air waves that exactly. are moving the, moving the air to you and it's just like hitting your ears it's hitting your body it's hitting your brain it's hitting your chest like it's there's something about it that just I think people crave yeah. and that's why they love going to live shows and that's why they love uh, that's why there will always be a live experience of something Oh, absolutely. Well, I think the live experience is getting even even bigger now. It's it's, it's yeah. kind of made like this uh, wave back up because we've been over the last what we in 2019 over the last almost 20 years yeah. we've been so exposed to digital music, yeah. music in our headphones, music you know in so many different ways. Watching YouTube videos, it's all great and it's phenomenal. You know, streaming, but we've been so drowned in it. Yeah, we got so used to it now. 
are like we don't even know why everybody's like I need to go see this person live I have to see a person yeah. live because nothing's good enough we're so used to this digital yeah. aspect like if we don't go and watch them live we're not going to experience it absolutely you know it's like I want to see this band before I die or before they quit yeah or before you know like statements like that are more I hear that more and more absolutely in these days than I did even growing up as a teenager people are like oh yeah they released a new album have you ever seen them live no it's fine I love their new album but now it's like dude I need to see Metallica yeah it's yeah. like, you've seen them nine times, Hyde. No, you don't understand. I need to go see Metallica. <laughs> I can't just listen to them on these fucking amazing studio speakers. I have right. to be there, you know? Exactly. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, and it's so true. I mean, I think that also we crave that sense of community. I was talking to uh, a good friend of mine, um, and I was, we were talking about, we were talking about just, just music in general and how, uh, like how you grow in, and grow in music, and it's a, it's a good friend of mine, saxophone player. His name is Tim Kreis. He he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be a legend, man. Uh, he's like one of those that he we went to college together, and and he was always special just from the get go. But nobody really understood him at the beginning because he wasn't really like the guy that would play the jazz bebop lines that oh, everybody yeah. was learning. He would do it because he had to for school, and he yeah. learned that. But like. He was never the like star student, but I always vibed with him really hard because yeah. he would always make me think. He would always have a different perspective, and then musically he would just go on this different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would just do something different, and he would always be doing something, um, uh, just what he really felt. It was like I hear this in my head, and I'm gonna play it. You know, regardless yeah. of what the quote unquote rules are, and um, we were talking about music, and he was saying just like he's been. He was feeling kind of like. Uh, he goes on these like existential crises moments, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's a, we, ha- we, have we to. all we we're all creatives. go through it. We're we creative. We all go through these just <laughs> depression, anxiety moments that we're like, ah. and we try to explain it to people, and they're just like, "Dude, what's wrong with <laughs> yeah, you?" Yeah, exactly. They're I'm like, like, "I don't know. I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> just give me like a week. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> give me a week, but also don't leave me." <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh yeah. my god, that yeah. was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we were talking, and I. I I remember telling him, I was like, man, there's just something about, I think when it comes to music, it's so paradoxical because I think that music is intrinsically individual in the sense that like, as a musician, like it's very much you in your room or in a practice room or in your garage or basement or wherever, working it out on your instrument. Yeah. It's very intrinsically individual. Listening to music, you like what you like, you know yeah. what I mean? You like what, you like what you enjoy and that's very individual your tastes your ideas your as a musician your lines your core yeah. the core progressions you you like the styles the genres and what you listen to what you consume the same thing but also music is intrinsically communal you know because it's very much like we were met musicians we were meant to make music together hell yeah you know like we spend all this time working by ourselves so that we can bring it to the community and make something beautiful happen. Oh, you know what wow, I mean? That's beautifully like said. A, like a drummer will practice his time, his groove, his paradiddles, his fills, whatever. A bass player will try his timing. His uh, the guitar player will practice his lines, his his uh, his chords, and same with the keyboard player. And the singer will practice their songs, so that when they come together, it marries into something. It's yeah. all the individual forces working together to become a team. You know, and I think that's what. Just in general, in this day and age, we're lacking community, even though we've been the most connected, quote unquote, we've ever been. 
yeah. in our lives with social media and with the it's internet. It's disconnected us in so many ways it's, as well. Yeah. I mean, we're technically the most connected we've ever been. We see each other. I mean, I like, I pretty much, I can see you every day. I can just go, hi, good morning, and then look, oh, there's hi, great. Yeah. You know, send you a message, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, I can't, like, we, how many times have, like, we've been like, hey, uh, are you free right now? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, it's very different. It's very different. Um, and I think the reason why live music now is taking this upswing is because people are craving that community. Yeah. You know, because even with the say the things that we like, like we individually choose what we like, but then we bring it to the community to feel quote uh, not to feel weirdly accepted. You know what I mean? To feel accepted like, oh, there's other people that like this music too. Let me hang out with them and let's listen to this music together. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's the beautiful part about live concerts, you know? Yeah. Um, it's beautifully and, said. And anything can unite. Like, I mean, it can be a Metallica concert and there's people from stinking Africa. There's oh, yeah. From Mexico. Met, met there's people from Mexico. There's people from Italy. There's people from Russia, people from the States, people from Maine all the way to California. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, and they're all there enjoying it. Um, like, I, uh, good friends of mine, they went to go watch. Uh, Jay Balvin was, or Bad Bunny was just in, uh, he's a reggaeton artist, okay. was just in LA. And the amount of Puerto Ricans <laughs> that went to that concert just because Bad Bunny is Puerto Rican and the amount of pride that they have for Bad yeah. Bunny being an independent artist and being Puerto Rican yeah. and being on the airwaves is ridiculous. And they're just like, man, that's our boy. Boricua for life. We're gonna. It's like Armenians him. with System of a Down. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. It's really impressive. Like, Armenians with System of a Down is like, that's our people. Yeah, literally. That's us. Automatically. Automatically. Yeah. Yep, by everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and so that's what I mean when I say, like, yeah, just music has this individual aspect to it, but at the same time, it's very communal. So it's this beautiful paradox of, like, of, like, it shouldn't work. But it does, you know? I have one of my best friends in the whole world, years ago we were hanging out and we were having a deep conversation. He made a comment. He's like, the only way to truly be happy is to live for something bigger than yourself. Mm. And when he said that, I was kind of confused. I was like, I, I guess in some way, sure. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it's so easy to find things bigger than yourselves as long as you allow yourself to connect with others. Mm. Like, Because something bigger than yourself can't be can't be handled by just you. So when you go to like a live show, when you go, you know, if you sit down with your buddies and smoke a joint and listen to a Pink Floyd album, like music becomes that thing that we live for. Mm. And it's bigger than ourselves because we can share it because we can feel it so intensely, but everyone in the room is feeling it differently, but is it there with us? Yeah. And that, and then you take that and put it in a live experience. Oof. I mean, it's fucking untouchable. Yeah. Unstoppable. Yeah. Incredible. Oh but, man. That's yeah. so well put, man. Cause yeah, that's, that's, that's all it is about. I mean, we just want that. We can't help it. We have to connect. Exactly. I mean, if we don't, we go crazy. Yeah, like know? it's it's we, we don't even have a choice. Exactly. Like it's, it's it's almost as important as drinking water. Absolutely. I mean, some would say more so. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, absolutely. Because I don't know, man. Like, what I always I always like think like why do you think like the worst punishment in prisons all over the world has been solitary? Yeah. You know. Because people, without that connection, it's just like, how, it's... How well, and then they make up people that don't actually exist. Exactly. It's just the first thing to come. Exactly. You know, it's got to be something. <laughs> yeah, you have to connect to something. <laughs> yeah. And it might not be there, but you're connecting. Okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah. That's a very good point. 
Damn, all that stuff was beautifully said, by the way. I'm Thanks, very, man, very impressed. I'm very happy to hear this. You know, <laughs> Thanks, you know, it sounds you like uh, you've been doing this for like 60 years. You have these wise, you know, <laughs> statements and experiences. But shit, dude, it's you got to figure it out. Dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all bullshit. Yeah, fuck uh, it. We're just jacking off. Like, whatever, dude. It doesn't matter. So in, uh, in your list of things that uh, you sent me in the email, your guitar player, session guitar player, and then I saw you produce some artists. Yeah. So... As a session guitar player, switching over to the producer, what's the? how does the job differ? Like when you're the producer, are you still playing the guitar? Are you still doing the guitar stuff? Or are you like literally just behind the board or talking to someone? Um, when it needs guitar, I'll play guitar. Uh, I, it's funny. I try to avoid guitar as a producer. Okay. Because um, it's hard to – like – it's funny. I'm I'm real at least in my experience like I'm realizing that a lot of things have to be like separated. Like for example, as a musical director, I can't be the producer of the project. You know what I mean? As a guitar player, I can't be I, I can't be the producer. You know what I mean? I can. I mean, I can and I'll do it because I can do it. Yeah. Um but I don't like to because um but if it needs guitar, I'm not going to pay somebody to do the guitars. I'll do them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, financially sound. It's yeah. Financially sound. And also, it's like, uh, okay, get over yourself. Like, just do it. <laughs> just play the guitars. You know yeah. what I mean? Unless it really requires somebody else to do something that I can't do. You know? Because yeah. I know I have limitations. We all have limitations. Yeah. There's not one guitar player that can do everything. You know? Maybe Steve Vai. Maybe Steve Vai or Guthrie <laughs> Goldman. But you know what I mean? Those guys are uh, it'll available. Count. So, and they're not even human. So, whatever. Yeah, they're aliens. Um. Tommy Emanuel, another one. <sighs> Screw that guy, man. I love yeah. that guy so much. Oh yeah, he, you can't you can't watch him without getting angry. It's <laughs> insane. Like, I've never had, like... <laughs> Dude, I've been playing guitar for 20 fucking years. Yeah. I tried to learn one of his songs. It took me about, I think it was six months of guitar lessons once a week with my guitar teacher. Absolutely. An hour once a week. And we got through, like, maybe the first minute and a half. Yeah. That sounds about right. Tommy, man, man you know what, man? And I've it was never, an easy song. I've never been more... Turned on and upset <laughs> at the same time. I feel you. I, just, I understand completely. Just, just one hundred percent. Just uh, going, but also just like mother. Come on. Are you? There's just no way. It's he's just, an alien. He's an alien, dude. Yeah. There's, there's um, no other explanation. What was I saying? Oh, the producer thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, fun. I haven't had a guitar player on yet. It's fun yeah. to nerd out. Yeah, it's awesome. It's the best. <laughs> um, like, <clears throat> I remember, like, I, I, well, I, I just. Like when I'm at, when I'm a producer, like it's like I like to separate. I like to have it separate because, um, like, let's say I play the guitars, I'll think I'll come in to produce it and to like edit it, and I'll just yeah. be like, I'm freaking perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> not really, but you know what I mean. Like, these all sound great. Like, yeah. what? Why am I gonna cut any of this out? It sounds amazing. You know yeah. what I mean? Not really. That's a little cocky, but like, you know what I mean. It's just like, no, I I, I put these in there because I think it would sound good. Yeah. You know? And so, um, so I have to really like, okay, you are not the guitar player anymore. You are the producer, you know? And so you have to think like, okay. You can't favor it. Exactly. Mm. So it's like, okay, this was too much. Take it out. This was too much. Take it out. And I'd rather not do it in the sense that it's like, I, I just don't, it's, it's more laziness more than anything. Yeah. But as a producer, it's, um, I personally love sitting behind the keyboard and having the uh, artists like this, this, I've been producing this Colombian guy. His name's Tian. Um, and, uh, he, uh, it's, he went from like a very like Vallenato, which is a very Colombian tropical pop style of music when I met him and I was just his guitar player. Yeah. 
like four or five years ago to not knowing what he wanted to do and now we settled on this like more urban reggaeton like uh, like mixed with you know mixed with it's like he's a he's a reggaeton artist that can really sing okay you know which um, there are reggaeton artists that really sing but he's one that sings with like a very like a nice manly voice deep tone like very like an amazing lyricist yeah and um, we settled on this path for him and um and man, he's just he's he excels at that. Like his songs are awesome. And so I sit with him. I sit with him here, and we just go in and we start with he has a song, and we just map it out, and then we just start putting pieces together. Yeah. Kick, snare, get the we put it. If we want, we can get like loops for the dembo. The dembo is the doom got doom got yeah. got doom got. That's that. That's that. We start. We're like, oh, what bass do we need? Oh, maybe we can put this scent. This sounds cool. Or like, we'll listen to other songs and we'll be like. What about little elements from this? And so, as a producer, it's more like, how can I make this song, this dream, become a reality? Whereas, like, as a guitar player, it's more like, okay, what works, you know, yeah. for this song? Like, as a producer, you think more big picture. You think more in broad strokes, and then you start whittling down into the finest of finest of details. Yeah. Whereas, in a guitar player, you're like, okay, what guitar should I put on this? Yeah. You know? It's, it's like kind of doing from work for hire to boss man. Exactly. You know? Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you do you find it difficult to, to separate those mindsets? Um. No, no. Funny enough, like when you like, I I credit everything to my dad and and my mom. I think my dad gave me a really great um, a really great training in the sense that he was like, regardless of whatever, you just you can't you can't put emotion behind anything. Even if you really liked it, doesn't matter. If they don't like it, it's not worth it. You know, it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't mean anything if, if the people that are paying you like don't like it. So, um, like in terms of like a boss man thing, like if I'm a guitar player, um, if I'm just being a guitar player for another producer, it's like, okay, you know, like, do you like this? No, cool, another one. You like yeah. this? No, cool, another one. But then when I'm the producer, it's very much like, okay, I'll listen to the ideas from the artist, listen to the idea. If there's another person in the room, I'll listen to some ideas. But then it's like, I'm gonna take the decision. You know. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times with the artist, um, excuse me. Um, a lot of the times with the artist, he'll sit here and he's like, "Do you hear this?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't hear it." But what are you hearing? He goes, "Something like I don't know, like blah blah blah." And so I'm like, "Okay, let's try it." We try it out. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Okay. But I'm the one that'll be like, "Hey man, you I really don't think it'll work." If you really want it in there, okay, it's your song. But my personal opinion, it doesn't work. And then nine times out of ten, they'll be like, yeah, it doesn't work. You're right. Or like, or, or, or I'll hear some things. And even like as a producer, you have to swallow your pride sometimes because yeah. like you'll put something in that you thought was like, this is going to work. And then you spend like an hour yeah, and it doesn't work, <laughs> you know? And, no one likes it. And no one <laughs> likes it. Or even you're just like, man, I thought this was going to work. Like I remember on a specific song, I was trying to put this like like these like bells or something like that like this kind of like yeah. like synth bell tone and I, was, I spent I must have spent an hour just tweaking the sound tweaking the part tweaking the sound tweaking the part and then uh, my buddy who, who co-produces with me he was like honestly dude I'm not feeling the bells I'm like oh. yeah you're right <laughs> you it's know like, alright yeah, yeah I guess you're I get right. it like it's not uh, it's, you know so you made a comment about uh, about kind of leaving emotion out of it yeah um now, when you say leaving emotion out of it, you mean like getting your feelings hurt or yes. putting your feelings into it? 
No, no, no. Getting your feelings hurt. Because that was, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I what mean, you... like attachment. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. It's like attachment to your ideas. Like you put your, you put every ounce of you. Into yeah, because like I, you know, if I if I hire someone, I've hired people in the past, and like I've hired even drummers. Like drummers is a big one for me. Like I've hired drummers. Like Kurt Piscara, I hired him for yeah. uh, for a few songs back in the day, and I fell in love with him because he's a groove master yeah. inside and out. The, the guy fucking goes. Yeah. And I felt that in his drums. And I hired another guy, you know, I'm not going to name the names. But uh, before that, before him, I hired this other guy who came in. And he was a good drummer. He was a great drummer. He uh, listened to what you had to say. But every time he played, it, just something was missing. And I like, I was like, man, there's nothing there. And then, you know, Matt Bissonette? Oh, I, I worked with Matt Bissonette a lot. He's touring with Elton John right now. Matt is the best. I love Matt. He's the coolest dude ever. Yeah. He's so kind. His got, brother, Greg, is one of the baddest drummers on the planet. Don't even get me started on Greg. Is it not the funniest thing that Greg Bissonette is playing drums for Ringo Starr? Is it? A drummer? Is that not the funniest fucking thing? And you hear him talk about Ringo Starr? Like, like, he is like the biggest Ringo Starr nerd. Yeah. On the face of the planet. Like, I was lucky enough to have a conversation with him. uh, Because again, yeah, he's friends with my pops. And you're going to hear me talk a lot about my dad on this podcast. Because he's... He and I, he's like my best friend, man. Like he's Good, my man. boy, and, and and he's helped me so much. He still helps me to this day, you know. That's incredible. Um, I love that. And uh, like I, I was talking to Greg, and I was like, "How is that Ringo gig?" He's like, "Dude, it's the coolest thing ever." Well, I'm they got like, like an ultimate band put together. They got the guitar player from Toto, if I yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Is that Steve Lukather? Yeah, Steve Lukather's <laughs> on that gig. Like, he's like, "Dude, I'm playing all the." He's like, "Oh, like, I'm like. Like he's like, dude, I'm nerding, nerding out, out. Yeah. the entire time. He's nerding out. He's like, I'm playing Ringo, dude. Like, oh, man. It's the coolest thing. I always thought that was so funny because I, I, I remember Matt mentioning that. I was like, damn, I just, it's weird. Like, I know Ringo sings and all that right, stuff, but it's just right. so weird to think that Ringo started the drummer now has this super band. I, right, right. And the greatest drummer is his drummer, you know? Oh, my gosh. It's so true. But uh, I remember I was I was, uh, I was was recording with Matt Bissonette. We were down at the Jungle Room in uh-huh. Glendale. I don't know if you've been there. Yeah, yeah. That's a fucking great studio. So shout awesome. out to the Jungle Room. Yeah, I shout mean, out. Well, they, they mixed Miley Cyrus. They did the Breakfast Club album yeah. there. Wow, oh, man, the sound there is stupid. It's amazing. Stupid. Oh. Anyway, I met Matt down there. We did some tracks together. And one I like I remember the first day meeting him, like I immediately fell in love with everything he was about. Because here's the biggest, you know, the best uh, one of the best bass uh, studio cats in the world. Yeah. You know, best session player. And he was not only the most down to earth human being I ever met, but when I said when I said like go at it, that guy put everything he was into every track. Yeah. Like it, you know, I could guide him, but it's like, man, this is why you pay. Yeah. Because you bring not just someone's skill level, but who they are. Who they are, absolutely. And it's such a huge fucking deal because there's nothing worse than hiring a dry studio musician. Dude. It's like, yeah, I can do everything you want me to, but it's still like, I feel like there's no balls. I feel like there's no passion. Like, what is missing? Like, you're doing everything right, but something's missing. Yeah. And that's why guys like, you know, Matt and Greg and Kurt, even like all those guys are so big in the industry. Like, I guarantee there's fucking 15 year old kids out there that could outplay every one of them. Absolutely. But they're, you know, they're not, they don't have the charisma. They don't have that passion. They don't have that essence to them. It's so much about, like, I think people want to feel things. And I, I like, like, yeah, when I say, like, don't put emotion, it's more like, don't let yourself get hurt. Don't think, take things personally. Yeah. You know, it's more that. But, man, you play every note like it's your last. You oh, know? fuck yeah. I love that. Oh, my like, God. That was beautifully dude, said. Dude, it's just I like. I love that. Man, like, like, I've been, I've been, uh. I mean, I get made fun of a lot because I just can't help but make stupid ass guitar faces when I'm making. Dude, you know what I mean? You've seen me play, all right? Absolutely, you know I'm the same exact way because I've seen you play, and there's just like there's a look in your eye, and it's the same for me. It's like we get this look in our eye where it's just like, 
oh, I'm going to do this now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Or like, you're just like, man, I'm going to go into this. And it's just every ounce is going to go into it. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's like, like we're so blessed to be able to play music. You know what yeah, I mean? Like we're absolutely. so blessed to be able to do that. And so like playing passion in every note, you know what I mean? Even if it's even, it, and that doesn't necessarily mean playing the hardest or the loudest or the fastest or whatever. It's just, it's just understanding that every note of music is a blessing that we get to yeah. do it, you know? And every note of music is, is, and, and every note of music, and then while it is work, and while you do do work, and while you are like, maybe you play styles, you have to play styles you don't like. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, man, I could be at a freaking desk job right now. Yeah. I could be pushing papers. I could be not doing this, you know? Yeah. And so, and people will call you for what you bring. You know? Exactly. And That's so, the most important part. Um, like honestly, the two most important things is that it feels. The one most important thing is that it feels good. You yeah. know, and that, and that means groove slash pocket, pocket and baby. feeling, and that's it. Like honestly, I don't consider myself the best guitar player. Like I look at cats like like you and the way yeah. that you play. I'm just like, <laughs> damn, how does he do that? Or like, that's just fast like, playing. But still, but still, at the same time, I'm just like, what the he- like yeah. how. Or like other other cats like um, like jazz cats like oh, Julian Lodge or Kurt Rosenwinkel where I'm like what the hell like or or even man like even guys like man John Mayer man there's times when just like how do you get this yeah, sound like, some of the rhythms he has too like you would you would never guess because it's so subtle yeah but then like you go watch him as a guitar player you watch yeah. his right hand it's you're a, like dude how? what the fuck yeah. First off, what the fuck and how are you making pop songs out exactly, of that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, dude. yeah. I... And so it's like, I like, honestly, like, I don't consider myself the best guitar player. I know I'm a good one that can make good music and that can, and that can feel good, and yeah. that feels good in a pocket. Well, that's why we practice, like, and yeah. that's what people don't understand. It's like practicing isn't just about like learning everything and like getting faster. Practicing is about making it such a habit that when it comes time to be in the pocket, which is the most important, important thing yeah. of all recording, got to be in the pocket. Yeah. If you're not in the pocket, get out. Yeah. Like, that's your first job. Yeah. It's like you can be there naturally and bring all the feeling in the world of yeah. who you are because Absolutely. you've been practicing so long. Absolutely. Even if you're playing one, if you know Larry Carlton holding and sustaining a single <sighs> note for six hours. You know, or you're playing freaking Inve Malmsteen, you know, yeah. sweep solos. He's still in the pocket. Inve, dude, the way that he just like, it's unbelievable to me how just how fast he moves, but how even everything is. Yeah, and I think he's, that's he's mastered that it. How young musicians, young musicians, I think this is this is the the biggest advice that I give to you. Like, not that a lot of young musicians come my way. And just like, the dude, young, give like, the advice. It's that, gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like it's like honestly, you can play as fast as you want, and you can play as fast as you as you can, but just make sure that it's it's all about pocket. It's all about the in between notes. Like you yeah. have the metronome that goes duck, duck, yeah. duck, duck. All those subdivisions have to be even. Yeah, they have to feel good. When you start getting that together, like the it's faster endless. you get, it's endless. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that matters. Like, really, honestly. Yeah, if, if timing. people are shaking their butt and people are moving around or doing whatever, you know, it's 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 impressive to play fast, but if you can play fast and also, like... Be in the pocket. Feel good and be in that pocket. Pocket is everything. Bro. It's like Danny Carey. Like, yeah. you think about someone like Danny Carey, you're like, dude, how the heck... Like, there's so many different crazy time signatures, but he's, like, the definition of pocket. Absolutely. Just, di- like... 
pocket master. Yeah. Like, I, I fucking, I love him. I love him. Oh, man. But, uh, but I mean, I, I love hearing that. It's so true. I mean, till this day, I still, 20 years of playing guitar, and I still have that damn metronome on my desk in my room, on my desk Dude. in the studio. Just it's click, so important. click. I still run the fucking pentatonics. Yes. I still run my natural minors, my modes, my yeah. arpeggios. Like, you know, I'm getting ready for a show. I think I want to work on my chops a little bit. Let me run some major seven arpeggios Absolutely. all the way up and down. Hour goes by and my hand's cramping. Yeah. And you, that still makes that big of a difference that many years later. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, yeah, it's a, it's a huge, huge – it's critical. I mean, you could be playing guitar for one year and really not have that much knowledge. But if you're a pocket player, you're going to get hired. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just – it needs to feel good. And – um, that's just the one thing that I would say. It's just if you feel good and if it feels right, the rest will come. Like the rest will come. Yeah. You know, it just needs to feel right. You know. Yeah. So listen to guys like Al McKay from Earth, Wind, New Fire. Woo. Listen to uh, the Isley Brothers or the mm. Brothers. I mean, or listen to. Uh, oh man, listen to go and listen to D'Angelo Voodoo, man. Like that album changed my life man as a guitar player <laughs> i forgot the i think his name is spanky uh shoot i gotta look up the guitar player man um i couldn't help you on that one uh, dude he it's just like he had it's just r&b laid back as hell pocket <laughs> like just like to where it's just that dirty like uh, mm. just feels like all the way in the back and you're like how is this how is this in but it feels so good like what yeah like <laughs> It's just like this real laid back. I think like almost drags a little it bit. Almost drags, but it yeah. doesn't. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like I that feel whole you. quest love drum, like mm. like. T- 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 like be, like just as you're about to lose the beat, it just it's, grabs you it grabs back you in. Back it's like in. a jer- you know, jerk right back like, in. Like that's like the farthest that you can take. It's like the limits of how <laughs> far you can take. Like just sitting back in a pocket. You know what I mean? Oh man. And. And like, listen to those guys. Listen to people's right hands, because that's that's the oh, yeah. maker. My guitar teacher from a young age told me this, and this was a great. Thing. He's like, your left hand is your knowledge. Your mm-hmm. left hand is you know, everything you can do on the guitar. He's like, your right hand is your soul. Oh, that is beautiful. Speed, touch, you know, everything. Yeah. Rhythm, you know, even the way you like, literally the the. Even if you have a pick, you know me. I pay attention. I play acoustic by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I play really hard. I play really soft. I play solos. You know, the touch is fucking everything. It's everything. It's everything. You know, and that was one of the smartest, most important things I ever learned. That's awesome. Because it's like, you know, I've, I've been on Instagram. I've seen the freaking eight-year-old Chinese girl <laughs> doing fucking Inve Malmsteen Steve I solos, okay? I can't do that shit, all right? What I got is my right hand. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's so true. Oh, my It's gosh. heartbreaking, but it's also Where? like, fuck. Oh man, there's. Have you seen? Did you see that that thing that went viral of this little four year old drummer at Nam, just playing with these two monstrous bass players, and he was doing these crazy gospel fills. And oh my play, god! Playing like playing like like a like a thirty year old like. Damn. Like, it, like with a good pocket, like he would rush a little bit because he's four. Like you know what I mean? But like four, he's four, dude. Oh. He's like, Damn it. Bah! And like coming in on all these fills and like playing with monsters and yeah. keeping up at four. You're like, man, screw you, dude. Like, it's like keep, keep going, but screw you. Like, if you, you stop, I'll have to kill yeah, you, yeah. but like, like, damn it. Damn it. Like, <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, that's, that's the great part about the world of music we live in because everybody can be monstrously good. Yeah. Everybody can yeah. play fast. Everybody can do whatever they want. And all this stuff, we were like amazing. Like when Eddie Van Halen come on the yeah. scene, like, wow, no one can do that. Guess what? Everybody on the fucking, you know, with a guitar today, if they practice, can, you know, play like that, play Absolutely. fast enough. But they couldn't play like Eddie Van Halen. 
And what yeah. we're realizing is that you have to find your significance, find what means something to you, find who you are in your mm-hmm. playing. You know, be a fast player, be a slow player, be whatever genre. But within that, why, like you said, why do we hire you? What is it that you do? What is it that you're about yeah. that brings it to the table? Because yeah. everybody that plays, you know, you and I could play the exact same song with the exact same notes, but they're going to be totally different. Absolutely. They're going to be received totally different. Yeah. And that's all about that touch, all about the feeling who we are. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it's so important to focus on that. Mm. No matter how technical things get, no matter how many sessions you do, never forget that aspect. Absolutely. Because if you do, then you're not getting hired. It's true. <laughs> and if you do, you're not... You're, you're not satisfying that creative side of you. You're not satisfying. And then what's the point? And then yeah. what's the point? Yeah. You know? Then just quit at that point. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I hate hearing about like just any musicians that like, oh, I'm a studio player. Why are you a studio player? Oh, because it was the only way to make money. Hmm. It's like, look, I get it. Like, it's a great way to make money. It's how you, you know, most, most musicians make, you make a living, but you shouldn't do it because it's how you make money. You should yeah. do it because it's the creative outlet that you're yeah. getting. You know? Yeah. It's like if you went up to like a, a famous band and you know he went to Zeppelin you know look at Jimmy Page <clears throat> in his prime saying you know uh, why why are you playing on stage why are you playing Led Zeppelin oh it's a good living he's not gonna fucking say that <laughs> right right it's like there should be no difference right you should be doing it because you love it that yeah. much especially in music there's yeah, no there's absolutely. no room for butting out passion and what you care about absolutely it's like you can go get a job and make money care about what you're doing exactly exactly yeah I think it is I think it is a good thing to like you know um and I think, but I think it's also a good thing to like understand that, like you know, like sometimes you're gonna need to change up your passions. Like personally, and I'm saying it on this podcast because I'm gonna hold myself to it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's gonna be posted, so I have to do it. <coughs> like I'm, um, I'm really hoping to like, like I've been playing a lot of guitar and doing a lot of productions and for other people. And you know, like my. I, I, I remember at the beginning of this year, I was like, man, I'm some, for some reason, I'm still feeling unfulfilled. Or there was a moment where I was tired and I was just unfulfilled. And and I was like, what's going on? I took a really hard look at myself and I was like, well, I don't want to be an artist. But I love writing songs for me, just for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, I was like, okay, end of August, I'm going to put a, together a show. And I'm going to sing. And I'm going to play, and I'm going to put together a full band, and I'm going to save up the money to hire the band. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. all my friends that they would do it for me, no problem. But it's the principle of like... Yeah, holding yourself accountable. Holding myself accountable. Put it on a podcast and say, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm going to send to you the episode like every week. Every yes. week, just like, hey man, this is the soundbite. I'm going to cut out this section. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get that little soundbite. But it's like, I think it's, it's also good to, you know, realize like, you know what? Definitely like... There's times when you're going to have to shift your focus on something to make yourself remind yourself like what is good about yeah. music, you know? Cuz I've been finding that like recently it's like production is awesome, direct musical directing is awesome, and guitar playing guitar is awesome. But there's just something about like this is all work, this is all work, this is all work. And it's like I need to blow off steam somehow. How yeah. am I going to do that? You know what? I'm going to write songs for me and I'm going to perform them. Yeah. Late August, I'm going to perform them. Right it's on. Gonna be me. You know? And I think it's good to like I think a lot of people now in today's age and like respect to guys like Gary V and respect to oh, guys yeah. like uh, respect to guys like uh, uh, all those all those like billionaires on Instagram that are motivational speakers and 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 like they say some awesome stuff. Yeah, you know, but they're very much uh, what I've been noticing is that they're very much like I would do this every single day and I do the same thing every single day because I love it this much and blah 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 and do the same thing and and it's okay to be like I need a break. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. As much as hustle is... is I hate the word hustle. Uh, yeah. I hate it. It's Everyone says it. I was like, you know what? It's called work. Yeah, it's true. You can it's work, work hard, but hustle sounds shady and sounds shitty. Yeah, it's, it sounds awful. It and also gives people the right to say a word that makes them sound like they're working exactly. hard. Exactly. It's like, man, I'm out here hustling, bro. It's like, no, you're not. Man. Shut it's up. It's like, you know, like, it's, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But uh, another good friend of mine, uh, her name is Jasmine. She is this beautiful amazing person just serene just awesome wonderful person wonderful human being and she's told me something actually last week that really hit me hard um i was like i'm glad that you're working and i'm glad that you're doing what you love but you need to find the balance between hustle and boundaries Hmm. and it was like grind away work hard but also don't kill yourself. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't die. You know, don't send yourself to an early grave. You know? Well, it's also like you know, if if things starting are starting to feel like they're becoming work, like you know, as they are, there's you know, I, I hate that work has a negative connotation right. automatically. Like, working, like if you're doing anything to get to a goal, to get somewhere, you're working you're on working. something. You know, it shouldn't be a negative thing, but you know, if you if you start to identify it as like, oh my god, this is a lot. Like, yeah, I'm doing what I love, but it's still a lot. Yeah. It's like it's okay to say, like, yeah, I love playing guitar, but you can do a million things with guitar. Find Absolutely. out among those million things that you what things you like to do. Exactly. You know, you and, don't have to do all million. And and also like you can you can be the one that's doing a lot of different things, but also like find things that are for you, you know? Yeah. And I think that's something I'm learning a lot. And that one is always stay learning, you know, always stay growing, always stay. Oh yeah, evolving. you're always a student. Always a student. Episode but, one, the music student. <laughs> Shout real out! Quick, shout out! Real quick plug: uh, <laughs> Studio Corner Podcast, Episode One. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's not go good. Ahead. No, it's cool. It's, it's totally fun. I love it. Um, but at, but at, uh, but at the same time, it's you know like like do as much as you can, absolutely. But at the same time, like you know, it gets to a point where you have to like, hey, I need to take time for me. I need to do like like personally. I've been doing a lot of work for a lot of artists, doing work for a lot of different people. Yeah, you've been busy, man. Yeah, busy, really, really busy. But it got to a point where it was too busy, you know? And it was last week that it got to a point. I Dude, there was last month uh, up until April 4th because that was the last show that I had that I had planned. Dude, I had this stress headache that would start from the back of my head all the way around my head, from back here, back of my head, and go around my temples and to the front of my head. And it was just there for a month. I would wake up. Go go to Disneyland and play, or whatever. Go to sessions, play. Go to this, produce this, and it would just not go away. And I had to, okay. It was just one thing at a time. Got this thing to finish. Done. Okay. Got this show. Done. Okay. Got this thing. Done. And never then, coming up for air. And never coming up for air. And then it finally came to a point where I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And my shoulders were hurting. My back was 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 yeah. Was, and and. I'm 25, man. Like, I'm yeah. not supposed to have shoulder and back problems at yeah. 25, you know? And, like, I'm not supposed to be, like, getting four hours of sleep, like, just because I can't sleep because of the stress. I'm, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I if think... If you're getting four hours of sleep, it should be because you're excited to do shit. Exactly, you know? You know? And I was excited to do it. I really love what I do, but it, it it's... There's a difference. There's a difference, you know? It was, like... Passion it, can can fade. And also, like, passion can distract you from what's healthy. You know what I mean? God damn, that is true. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, take, like, I'm learning that you need to take that time and just be healthy. You know what I mean? Just grind, grind, and quote unquote hustle. It's fine, but also realize that you know what? You need to take that time and just recoup. Like, yeah. This week, like, 
like I, I took this because I'm like, man, I love to talk. I haven't seen Hagen forever, man. And I'm like, I'm not taking gigs. I'm not taking yeah. anything. I'm just going to recoup, you know, well. because I need it, you know. And it's good to hustle and work hard and, 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 and like – and yeah, it'll feel like work because that's just how life is, you know? And you're not going to love it. Yeah, you're blessed to be able to say, I play guitar and that's my job. Yeah. But it's also like there's a difference between sitting there and doing 18 sessions and getting them right and doing yeah. a great job and yeah. then coming home and sitting down with your guitar. Exactly. And playing a chord that means everything to you. Dude. Hitting a note that you feel against your chest through the wood that exactly. vibrates your whole body. Like, there's exactly. a difference. There's a difference. You're doing the same thing, yeah. but there's a difference. Dude, it was so therapeutic uh, last week. Just, I wrote a song for myself. And. I don't consider myself a strong lyricist, but the lyrics just came out. And it was just yeah. like, and I started playing the guitar, and it was like very, very simple. And it wasn't anything complicated, but it just felt right. You yeah. know what I mean? I was, up, I was up till four in the morning writing. Oh, that's beautiful. And I was just like, whoa. This was amazing. And it, was, it felt like, like you said, coming up for air. It felt like, <sighs> yeah. okay, this is why I do it. You know, know, which is important, which is important. It's a nice reminder. It's a, it's a great reminder. Yeah. And you don't have to enjoy every minute of it. And I feel like that's, I mean, I've struggled with that in my, in my teenagers as a guitar player. Yeah. Like I felt like every time I picked up the guitar, it had to be something profound. I had to feel something great. I had to, you know, reach a certain level of, you know, Nirvana, you know, but it's, it's not like that. No. And which is why those moments are so great. But I think it's the matter I think where the work ethic comes into play is, Regardless of reaching that feeling, you still pick up the guitar. Mm. You still play the guitar, and you still remind yourself, "I'm doing this because I want to." Yeah. Even if I don't want to in this moment, this still means enough for me to say, "I need to pick this up." Mm. And every once in a while, I'll get that emotion, that feeling, that intense, you know, profound experience. Yeah. But outside of that, it's a it's a, it's a hard work. Yeah. You know, you got to go to those dark places. You got to hate yourself. You got to you know, <laughs> yeah, you got to hate true. everyone around it's you. So you got to have mental breakdowns. That's you. So true. You got to do, you know, other people's music to get away from your own. And then you got to get back into your own. Like, exactly. it's just insane. It's complete yeah. insanity. But it's a matter of waking up and picking up the guitar again. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so beautiful, man. Like, just just keep doing it. Because what else is there? Yeah, what else Nothing. is there? You know? So, getting ready for a session. And I feel like everyone has such a different answer to this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I play shows and I, I have rituals for getting ready for shows. Mm-hmm. Like things as simple as the day of a show, I have to watch an act, a cheesy action movie. Oh, for real? It's, That's every, awesome. I have to watch a cheesy That's action movie. That's awesome. That just is so absurd. Like I'm talking <laughs> super, I have to. It's like, it's just like one I of those things, that. you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just one, one among many, but everyone has rituals, but you know, it's playing a show, that's my own stuff, but mm-hmm. stepping into a studio, like you have to be so ready yeah. for multiple different things. Um, do you have like rituals? Do you have like a, a plan? Like when you say, oh, I'm doing guitar session day. What, what do I, what, walk me through what you do to get your head in that space. That's a totally different um, space. I, man, for me, honestly, it's just like, if I have a guitar session in the morning, go grab a coffee at my favorite spot. It's like around the corner from my house, get a little cappuccino. Just like take it to go, kind of just relax. Like you relax yeah. before it, just to like let yourself. I you know if they sent the song beforehand, I'll take a listen to it. Just like okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, usually they'll give me like a lead sheet, or sometimes they won't have anything. They're just like here's a song. I'll like get a piece of paper and I'll write out the chords. Yeah. And it's mostly just like it's mostly like okay, I got a session today. Let's just 
let's just let's just come into it as as empty as possible, as as open as possible. You know. So, so you kind of want to have nothing, insp- yeah. nothing. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not inspiring, but nothing that would lead you to anything. Not even. It's just kind of like more like you know what. We're gonna see where it goes, and it, and it, so it'll be like I just I love like we got a coffee somewhere you know what I mean yeah. but, and like let's say there's a session in in uh, a session in in Hollywood or 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 something like that like if it's at like East West I'll like stop in North Hollywood I'll go to this cafe it's called Joe's Coffee or Joe's okay like, yeah. and it just has the best coffee I'll just go stop in I'll go like an hour early and just go in sit there for a little bit and then walk out and then go to my session you know. And then um, kind of relieve you of any yeah, expectation. Yeah, just kind of just like chill, you know. It's more so just like exactly relieve myself of any expectation. Sometimes you don't get that, you know what I mean. Oh, Sometimes of course it's not. like, hey man, can you come in in an hour? And you're like, oh yeah, sure, okay. How much is it? Oh, yep, absolutely. All right, we'll go in. And then mm-hmm. you're just like, all right, you know, I've played enough and listened to enough music to make it happen. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I've trained myself to be able to exactly, do this. Exactly, exactly. It's not the preferred experience, but it's there. it's not the preferred experience. But like, or like if I have someone coming over. Um, I work a lot with my buddy, uh, my buddy Randy Garcia. He's an amazing producer and awesome trombone player. And um, he, uh, like, if he's coming over, he'll bring this. I mean, I'm such a coffee nerd. <laughs> he'll just bring this iced coffee from this place uh, that he goes to from downtown, and that's all I need. Yeah. And just like, just a quick little hang beforehand. If it's a good vibes, like if you'd call me for a session, it'd be like, hey, like, you know, just shooting the shooting the. Come over and kick it for like you know half hour or something. Yeah. So while I'm setting up, it's like, how you been, man? What you been up to? Yeah, I like that a lot better too. Yeah, just like it's not like it's not like, all right, you're in the booth, ready to go. It's like. You know, like no, it's it's a relationship. It's well, even even with the podcast, when I get guests, like a lot of the people, well, a handful of the people that I've been talking to and have talked and have had on, I've never met before. I've never yeah. even talked to before. Someone like through a friend, through a friend, kind yeah. of thing. Like you and I, we know each other. Yeah. So like I've I always try to like some either whether I get lunch with them or whether I you know meet them for a little bit or in person some sort of experience yeah. with them before we do the podcast because yeah. I need to like vibe with them absolutely. And that's such an important thing. And like Instagram is great, this and that. Like you can see all they're doing, but being in someone's physical presence, you gotta have that. Yeah, and that's so important to me. Like, I, uh, I don't think I've had a single person on here yet that I haven't had a physical presence with before, that's and like awesome. that is like crucial for me. Yeah, but uh, but no, I, I get that. That's that's a really good way to kind of keep things chill. Yeah, especially in a really intense environment when you go into the studio yeah. session. Yeah, and it's a little easier in like home studios when you don't have time constraints and it's not like yeah, it's that's it's really easy to just be like, man, how are the kids? Are, yeah. You know, how's the, how's the wife? The shit how's, how's, exactly, it's just how's how's the wife doing? Like, it's like, oh yo, have you tried that? Have you tried that new joint down over there? It's yeah. like, oh, have you tried? Uh, it's like, man, you try. Oh, man, I had Peruvian food today, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like whatever it is, you know what I mean? And it's just like the other. Oh man, this was so much fun. I was tired as hell, but like I remember uh, I. would just done, gotten done playing a whole day at California Adventure with the same band that we played with we uh, we went over to this there's this church in Anaheim I forgot the name of the church uh, I wish I remembered but they have this kick ass studio in, in it. the church in the church bro it also the church has like nitro brew on tap just like nitro cold brew coffee on Damn, tap this church the, is getting it bro <laughs> Listen, if it wasn't in Anaheim, I'd be there every stinking day. I hate Anaheim oh, so dude, much. Yeah, same. Absolutely. I hate work. Anaheim. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. They give me work, so thank you so much, Anaheim and Disneyland. 
<laughs> they pay me. So uh, Anaheim is amazing. Uh, <laughs> visit the Anaheim Tourism Center, please. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but like, dude, it just, it was, it's like, man, just when I tell you, like, it was, it had the same, like, switcher. And so, like, they had, they had a divided, two divided by 13s. They had a Fender Bass, man. They had a Marshall Plexi. Uh, something shit. they had uh, a Vox AC30 on top. They had like bro, and Don't it was talking about Vox AC30. It was just, so it was just the heads of everything, and then that would get passed into the into the live room. What? And then all that stuff was mic'd and goboed out. And then so I would record guitars while on one live room, while the in the other live room, the drummer was recording drums. And uh, so what we did is we had um, the piano player was was scoring this movie. And so we went in and, and we just recorded. He had like five or six charts. And so when it's charts, it's really easy. It's yeah. just like, here's the music, play it down. And it's like, all right, cool. And a lot of times they'll just give you chords with the, with the bars and stuff like that. And so um, you'll just come in and you'll just lay over whatever. You know what I mean? You'll just lay over the chords. Maybe you'll start with some rhythm guitars. You'll, you have kind of like a method of like, okay, I'll start with this and then move yeah. to this and this and this and this. But that day was super easy because it was just the four of us, keyboard, bass, guitar, drums. And that ridiculous setup. Bro, it was like, I was like, man, I'm going to try the divide by 13 on this one. You know what? Bass man. It's like, oh, we need we need Jimmy? Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, it was so badass, bro. It was How do you so... even call that a church anymore? That's oh, a man. studio. It's church a, it, studios. It, it is. It was, it's a full studio. Dude, they had like... Uh, they had two 1176 pr- uh, compressors. They oh, had all the UA, I almost got like, that instead bro, of it. It's, they had, uh, they had Neve, uh, Neve. Who the EQs hell is funding like, this? Uh, bro, I don't know, man. Like, it's just like, they had crazy amount of stuff. Like, just the rack. It was like two huge racks of just like. If gear, God gear, came gear. down and he was a guitar player, that's where he'd go. Dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so dope. If there's a second coming and Jesus is a metalhead, hey, metalhead, he will be. Hair, he obviously, yeah, was, he will like, totally. Come on. He could, yeah, like '80s thrash kind of thing. For He's sure. totally gonna record in that studio for sure in Pantera, bro. Like, oh yeah, oh my god, absolutely, <laughs> totally Pantera. I love it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh man. <laughs> but um, but it was so sick because the keyboard player just brought the charts and we just read it down and we put some stuff in it and like. It was cool, and it was just a great experience. I mean, I was tired as hell playing the whole day, but it was like we just came That in. revives you. It revives you, man. And on the drive home, I was like, man, that was awesome. And I got to play. There was one track that was like – basically, they gave him like all these all these tracks that they wanted to put in the movie, and he had to you know do remakes of them because they couldn't get the licenses. Yeah. Because um, those are expensive. They were trying to get Hey Joe. I hate that shit. They were trying to get – like uh, Let's Stay Together by Al Green. They yeah. were trying to get like a bunch of these classic songs that – it's impossible. And I so, met Al Green's guitar player the same night I met Tim no, Pierce. Did. Shut up! It was a private event at LA Vintage Gear, that and I got so invited awesome. by Kurt, Kurt Piscara, and there were just like heavy cats everywhere. Uh, Wings guitar player. Dude. I met the creator of Park Amps. He brought the he brought the Jimmy Page amp, the one he just made that they recorded Led Zeppelin one on. You better shut up. He redid it. Like yeah, it was an incredible night. But yeah, sorry, I had I had to brag for a second. No, dude, it was that an exciting is... night for me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I got I gotta hit you up for some of this stuff. Yeah, dude, hit me up anytime. Please oh, yeah. do. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Um, anyway, sorry, anyway, I, 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 had to, I had to brag for a second. No, I feel you, cool. Absolutely, you had to brag. That is totally fine. Um, but I remember, like, there was one like kind of Jimi Hendrix track that we were going in on, and it was just like he, he was just like, "Do what you want." 
<laughs> and I was like, really? Can uh-huh. I just be Jimmy? Cool. And like seventh grade me was so happy. Like, <laughs> like I was like, this is what I this is what I've trained for. Cause yeah, I this never is my get moment. to play never get to play Jimmy. You know, yeah. nobody wants nobody like in the pop world wants to play Jimi Hendrix. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Which kinda it sucks. But at the same time, it's like whatever. And so he was like, Yeah, just go off. You're like, where's that Marshall? Do you have a wah pedal? Dude, exactly. <laughs> I had my wah pedal there, I had the Marshall, I had my strat. I was just like full Let's. throttle. Go like oh, we're in, man. and it was so much fun, man. And it was that it was that moment where I was like, you know what, man? Yeah, this is what's up. And I got paid for this. Yeah, Shut and you up. got paid. Like, Isn't that the best feeling? It's the best. Getting paid for something you feel like you should have paid for. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Like that. Oh man, it's like getting paid to play a gig like of your own music. Yeah, dude. Like I'm I'm playing a bar, uh, a little brewery in. I found a bar uh, in Westlake. That's awesome. like my first local gig ever. No way. I don't way. have to drive That's eight awesome. years to get to the eight gig. Years. Anyway, the brewery contacted me and they're like, we want you to play a whole night. I'm like, all originals? Like, do whatever you want. I'm like, sweet. And they sent me an email after like the... When is it? Give yourself a quick plug. I want to go. Uh, May 11th, Saturday night. Amazing. Uh, 8 to 11. Amazing. But um, Five Threads Brewing Company. <laughs> In Westlake Village, California. Anyway, they uh, be there. and I'm so used to playing like LA gigs where it's like a lot of it is pay to play. It's yeah. so, like when when a price is thrown at you, you're like, all right, what am I doing? So they sent me an email. It wasn't really clear, but there was 150 dollars like to play this and that, and I was like, I kind of respond. I sent an email back like, um, I wasn't aware of the pay to play concept. 150 dollars, like, what is it? And I kind of I tried to be without yeah. being rude. Yeah. And I'm so trained to automatically assume I'm gonna be charged. Yeah. And the guy responds, he's like, No, we pay you. That- and I'm like, What? <laughs> What is this? You're gonna pay me 150 bucks to play three hours? What is this? <laughs> I was awesome. so. Th- he was like, "Why? What's Why wrong with you? you? <laughs> Get used to that, man. What the heck? Never pay to play again. Oh, I will man. fight you if you do." Yeah. Like, Mauricio, do you want me to? No, no. Get out of here. The hell? What is wrong? No. <laughs> it's like, man, I, it's cheap. It's only 50. What the? Shut up. Don't ever pay. Yeah, man, yeah. I will yell at you. If you ever do one of those again, no, I, uh, I, I actually walked away from a lot of pay. It was it's like it's like you sell the tickets, and yeah, it's no, because, I know, I know. And it, well, the ones that I was doing, it was like it was because the money that you're selling the tickets for, the money to give to them, you get to keep everything else after, as they always say. Yeah. But the money it pays for a professional photographer, and like I got a lot out of it. Okay, that's like, good. Like don't know, I got that's a lot good. out of it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I can't afford to sell like 20 tickets at 15 yeah. bucks a pop. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, that's a lot. and you're asking me to drive to Anaheim. I was playing the House of Blues for a while, and like. You're asking me to drive to Anaheim, like it's a great gig, but you give me 30 minutes and you expect me to sell this many tickets for people out here. Who the fuck's gonna drive? That's that? a lot. Yeah, so it's is so it's like I was just so used to that, and they said 150 bucks. I'm like, what? I'm not paying to yeah. play. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, no, nah, dude, we're paying you. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Get used to that, man. No, seriously, like, get, yeah, get used to that to where it's. And like, any anybody any guitar players out there listening, like, if you're playing shows and you're doing your own music. There's no reason why you shouldn't get either a cut at the door or do it for free, but you shouldn't have to pay to play. Yeah. You know, if you have a big band, you're playing like the Roxy or the Whiskey, like I get it, they have to sell a certain amount of tickets, this and that, but if you're playing the Rocky, the Rocky, the Roxy and the Whiskey, you should have enough fans to make money off that. Exactly. You know, if, exactly. if you're paying to play, you should be selling those tickets and profiting somehow. There's so many open mics and there's so many places where you play for free. There's so many places to submit to where there's places for you to play. Yeah. be out there that you don't like I, I, I get it like I understand the whole like oh man the Roxy's so cool like I get it yeah. but also like it's okay to start small it's okay to start and go you'll probably have a bigger crowd at a exactly, tiny open mic exactly, anyway exactly man exactly like start off start off with those places where you don't have to pay you'll get less time but that's okay like 
build build that first. Yeah. You know, build those those relationships with people because um, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, her name's uh, Ashley Mayetta. She's part of this group that I play with. Um, it's three girls. Her name are Lucy. Like the whole group is Lucy. None of them has the name Lucy. But, <laughs> but that's showbiz. But it's showbiz. But the, the three of them, like the collectively, the band is called Lucy. Okay. And they are just three amazing singers, and their blend together is so beautiful, and their music is so awesome. But one of them, her name's Ashley. She is an absolute sweetheart. And she runs this Songwriter Sundays at the Fox and Hound in uh, Studio City. Okay. And it's uh, and she and it's every first Sunday of the month they get together. They have two rounds. It's like Nashville Songwriter rounds where they yeah. have four songwriters. God, and they, they overdo play a song. that over there. Over there they overdo it, God, but here dude, nobody does it. I spent you know? ten days in Nashville. I never want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Over, like over yeah here nobody really does it so you know you get three songs yeah it's like you 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 each play one and then you go around the rounds and then you have a little break someone there's another round of yeah. four artists and um and it's great because you know it's it's it has a following people come in they listen to your songs they're very respectful like you get to meet new people well they showed up for a reason and they showed know? up for a reason better here, crowd yeah it's a better crowd and and yeah you only get three songs and it's one and you you if you go it's not all three together but at the same time it's like okay like you just hung out with other musicians I just hung out with other musicians and played have your other shit. gigs it's like hey man do you want to open for me at this gig it's like boom boom you get like the amount of people that I've that 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 she has connected that are like hey I'm playing the Peppermint Club uh, I already sold all the tickets uh, I need an opening act can you come in and open it's hell like, yeah hell yeah I can you know or hey I I did this like. Um, like I'm playing Hotel Cafe like can you open for me or like hey I, I, there's a bill there's a bill at the Troubadour like we need to sell some tickets but yeah. but between all of us we'll, we'll, we'll sell the amount of tickets you know what I mean yeah. it's like great you know uh, let's do it let's do it you know but don't don't ever feel like you have to like like it breaks my heart when people are just like spending out of their own money to like I did that for a long time and you know to be honest like I was working and I I had I definitely had the money to spend right. and I was like originally I was like oh House of Blues like big opportunity so I spent the money you know I tried to sell tickets but it's like how can I expect anyone to drive an hour and a half exactly. to see a 30 minute set at like fucking 7pm yeah you know I'm a solo actor like acoustic guitar but I, I work my ass off for that yeah. shit and I I put on a bigger show than full bands. I take pride in that. I'll say that. Yeah. And, you know, it went on for a year and then I just stopped because, and the reason was like, they wouldn't give me better spots. They weren't giving me any discount on the tickets. And I was like, dude, I have brought the biggest crowds to your shows, this and that. And I realized like, there's really, there really is no reason to pay to play anymore. Absolutely. Because like maybe 10 years ago, yeah, you had to pay to play. But the amount of, or not even 10 years, 20 years ago. Yeah. But the amount of clubs, the amount of bars, the amount of open mic nights, the amount of things that have opened up all around the world. In the last twenty years, you should you don't ever you have, don't to, play have to, to play. And also the reach that you can get on social media. I mean, we just talked about how go live in your fucking live. room. That's yeah, a show dude. right there. Right there. Yeah. Right there. You have the ability. Maybe two people watch it, but two will become three, three will become five, five I, will yeah. become ten. There's nothing better than playing for one person that gives it gives you all their attention exactly. and cares so much than compared to a bar full of people that don't that are just yapping to yeah, each other. Man. Absolutely. Know? Man, there was this uh that Colombian guy I was telling you about, he showed me this, uh, it was a Facebook Live, and it was just this random guy in the mountains in Colombia, and he would just go live, and he would sing these beautiful boleros and play guitar. Yeah. Boleros are like this, like, it's just like the, like the old romantic songs in okay. Spanish. Like, yeah. And beautiful, like, chord progressions, kind of jazzy, but 
also beautiful melodies and just very melodic and very poetic lyrics in Spanish. And, um, and he was just like, he went live and it started off with a couple people. Yeah. But then more people shared it, more people shared it, and then like, dude, he was having Superstar. like, he was having like three hundred thousand people like just tune into him, and they'd be like, play, play Flor de Canela or play Por debajo de la mesa, like just these these things, and he was just going, all right, cool, and start playing and singing, and he had this beautiful voice and this beautiful guitar playing, and it was just him in his little house in Colombia, and just made a huge following, you know yeah. what I mean, just doing that, you know. Well, it's it, what's a what's crazy concept is uh, years ago I, I met a guy named AC Burl, huge mm-hmm. producer, huge mm-hmm. you know. I got the chance to meet with him. I met in a studio and we talked for like an hour. We talked about independent artists. I mean, he gave me the number of a very good friend of his. He's like the, at the time, I'm sure he still is, he's the top social media director in mm-hmm. the music business. Like every big act, everybody calls him. Like he's like some, like per hour, I think he's like almost like a thousand bucks an hour Jeez. just to work your, like crazy. But friend of a friend, blah, 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 got a phone number and I got on the phone with him for like 30 minutes. He gave me 30 minutes because he was driving to San Diego one day, mm-hmm. you know, some chance, right? Yeah. And he talked about Facebook Live. He talked about going live and he's like, here's here's what the whole concept behind that is if you want to make a living. He's like, if you really break down the numbers, he's like, you go live, you keep going live, you get one follower, you get two followers. He's like, all you really need is a thousand people around the world that you can do. And that's not a big number. Because now we have social media, a thousand people following, like actual followers, actual people that listen to your music and want your music. All you need is a thousand of them. You create a shirt, you sell your shirt. Half those people are gonna buy that. And he started breaking down all these numbers. He's like, realistically, with a thousand loyal fans, as opposed, and you're probably gonna have hundreds of thousand people viewing yeah. it, because it's all over social media eventually. He's like, you can make six figures a year just by playing your stuff. And he, I remember I have it written down on a sheet somewhere. He yeah. broke it all down on his drive to San Diego. I was like, holy shit. That's amazing. He's like, you just have to go live. You have yeah. to put yourself out there and you have to yeah. say, hey, this is what I'm about and get people involved with you on social media. That's beautiful. That's his job, of course. Yeah. But I was like, damn, what a crazy concept. That's awesome. And now you got a guy in the fucking mountains of Colombia going live and boom, 300,000 people. 300,000 people are just watching and it's just like all over South Latin America and Spain and Europe and just... I mean, that's that's incredible. And it's genuine. That's yeah. real, like, success. And he's such a... Like, you watch, you watch him, dude? He was such a cool, like, dude. Like, just he, chilling he's just out. Just chilling. He's like, oh, hey, uh, hey, uh, Erica from... Chile, like, hey, hey, uh, Alfonso from Russia, like, what do you want to hear? It's like, okay, sure, I, I don't know that one. I know this one. They're like, yeah, play that one. It's like, okay, I'll play this one. Just humble dude and just enjoying. Genuine, yeah, genuine, genuine success there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hypothetical. Okay. Because we've been nerding out, and this is, I love this. I, I hope all the guitar players listen to this episode, because they're so going to fucking man. love it, man. <laughs> to the other musicians, people that aren't musicians, you know, I hope you got a lot out of this, but uh, hypothetical. If guitar, if playing guitar would kill you tomorrow, and someone told you if you play guitar tonight, you're going to die tomorrow morning, within one day. Unless you put it down, never touch a guitar again, you'll live to 100. What do you do? Oh, man, that's so tough. Damn, dude. Oh, man. Right? That's so hard, dude. Ah, oh, because... Oh, man, that's so hard. Because it's like... I know I have other avenues to make music... Like I'm, I'm starting to, I've, I've been working on my piano chops lately and working on... Like, but never feeling the steel against the oh wood again. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> the first question I would ask is... The <laughs> first question I would ask is... <laughs> so, I play today, I die tomorrow. What if I play Thursday? 
<laughs> like, what so, am I so, so right now, you're not playing right now, yeah, right? Yeah, right now. The next time you play guitar, within a day you die. Damn. I'd be able to hold out for maybe like a month. I'd, I'd pick it up now. Yeah, I'd like, like in the sense that I'd be able like, okay, like, uh, like if, if it scared me to die, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, like if, if it was absolutely like, like, like I could hold out maybe for a week, you know what I mean? And then I'd just be like, you know what? F it. I, I love this too much. I would get a full pot of coffee. I'd put on the microphone. And the moment you left, I'd pick up my guitar and press record. Yeah. And go till I dropped. Yeah. What I... I... I wouldn't even hesitate if someone told me that. Wow. But that's me, though. No, but it's true, dude. That's, it's true. Like... I've always thought about that. I figured I'd ask a guitar player as passionate as you about... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so, like... I know that I would, like... Oh, man. It's like, I... Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, like... For me, if I... What I would do is I would be like, okay. I would... I would... I would just be like, okay... I'll write a lot of music and I'll write it on the, I'll write a lot and I'll write a lot on the piano and I'll write a lot like this and just get a bunch of songs out of my, my of me. Yeah. And then I'm just gonna plan something, I'm gonna perform it. And oh, just, that's awesome. And just you know what, fine. I can't play guitar, but I'm gonna do other things and I'm gonna leave my mark. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. gonna leave, write my songs, do all these things, I'm gonna have like however long it takes. I think I'm crying about it, just thinking about it. Like, dude, I feel like that's, I feel it welling up. That's a wild one. And it's just like, you know what? I'm gonna write as much as I can. Not on the guitar, but then you know what, dude? I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna well, set put, that show. I'm gonna record it, set that show, and just. I'm I'm going yeah. out. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, it puts it in perspective. You know what does yeah. it mean to you? Exactly, dude. It's like if yeah. you were if you had 24 hours to play guitar, what would you do? And leading up to that, what have you done? Yeah, dude. Look at you know. Yeah. Uh, I, someone someone once said that to me, and I like, it not only like creeped me out, but it just made me think like, what the hell have I done? If. If you had said, if you are dying tomorrow, yes or yes, what's, what's, what would you do? I would get my family together. I'd call my best friends and call my best musician friends. I'm like, hey, can we just play? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Can we just play? But see, that's such a different situation. You know, you know it's, it, is it brings complete. together with music. Yeah. But to, to, to hear, like, I have a chance as long as I don't do this, like, that's... I, w- I, I wouldn't be able to not play. That's interesting. I, 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 and anybody listening, like, yeah. email me the Studio Corner Podcast yeah. uh, at Gmail. And there's no shame. And there's no shame yeah. in saying that. You know what? I'd give it up. You know. No, what I, mean? I, I really want to know. I really yeah. want to get everyone, any musician listening, any creative person, any actor, whatever. Like, if you knew the moment you did what you cared about, you had 24 hours to live. Would you do it, or would you give it up forever? Yeah. Like, people hit me up. Like, yeah. I want. I, I'm, I've always been curious with the answers for I th- that one. I think. I think that. Yeah, man. I just. I like. And it's also, also like, it's okay. Like, I think like more so than anything, I think in that case, it's like, like, I feel like we're the kind of guys that guitar found us more than, than like, than I found guitar in the sense that like, I really like, man, just thinking about it. Like, I'm honestly like, I feel the freaking frog in my throat. Just thinking about it. It's intense, dude. It's it's like, if I could never play guitar again and live till I was a hundred. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but also at the same time, there's no shame in saying like, no, I'd rather just live and figure something else out. Yeah, but absolutely. Like, but like at the same time, it's like, man, like I've, I've tried, like I could spend eight hours playing guitar or, or producing like those two, like I, or writing songs yeah. on my guitar. Like I could just spend hours, 
I like I like spend my little hour and a half, two hours sitting on the piano. I'm like, that's good. You know yeah. what I mean? I spend my little hour and a half, like just I'll spend a little hour and a half playing drums. Not that I play drums, but just like yeah. Like I tried. Like I every, every time I think like, man, maybe I should have been a bass player. No, nah, I can't do it. Maybe I should have been a, a piano player. Eh, you know, it's always drawn back to the guitar. It's always, it's always that man. And I just remember like, it's funny like just thinking about the journey, like of progressing as a guitar player. Like I remember in fourth grade, I have a vivid memory. And funny enough, like there was four of us. There was four friends. I remember there was his name was. I remember their names. I'll say it. Screw it. Their names were Kyle Gordon, Terry McGahee, Dylan Bess, and myself, Marisa Guerrero. And we were like, man, let's form a band. Yeah, let's form a band. And, yeah. and I remember Terry was the only one that was like, why? Why? We don't play any instruments. But Kyle, Ty, Kyle, Dylan, and myself were like, yeah, we'll be in a band. It's like, what are you gonna play? And 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 um, Dylan was like, I want to be the drummer. And then Terry's like, I'm taking piano lessons. And I was like, okay, you'll play piano. And then, and then I was like, I want to play, I want to play guitar. And Kyle was like, I want to play bass. Boom, bro. <laughs> funny enough, Terry, I haven't heard from him. He's not doing music. Dylan's a drummer. <laughs> Legit, he's like, he's finishing up. I think he's finishing up college or something, or he just finished up college, and he's gonna come over to LA to play drums. Kyle is a bass player and a ranger. One of the baddest jazz bass players and baddest jazz arrangers oh my like, god and, like i mean i just i just follow them on social media you know what i mean yeah. i mean I, I hit them up sometimes every now and again and i'm a guitar player and i remember like i asked my dad for a guitar he bought me a little square bullet with a tiny little solid state marshall amp naturally and i just i played that thing and then i dropped it and i was like okay i'll go back to piano and i thought maybe drums and but then I listened to Peter Frampton. Oh. Do you feel like we do? Damn it. Game over. Game There's no over. going back. There's Dude, no I going legit, back. I could still sing. Like, if you put that recording on now, the live, the Peter Frampton comes alive. Do you feel yeah. like we do? I can still sing note for note every single note of that entire song. Oh, my God. The keyboard solo. All seven minutes of the Dude. guitar solo. Like, I can still sing all of it. And, like, that was the moment. Like, from there, I was like, okay, cool. I know I want to do this. But I just was like, man, whatever. And then it just hit a moment in like seventh or eighth grade where I wanted to impress a girl. And so naturally. I'm like, I'm gonna, naturally. Naturally. And I started playing guitar. It didn't impress the girl. <laughs> you know, I but, said this on an episode. I never got chicks for guitar playing. Me neither. What the me fuck, neither. man? Me it's neither. like you have to be certain level of shitty at guitar <laughs> to get chicks. The moment you become too good at guitar, <laughs> it's true, you man. You be certain level of... <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're so right. You, like, and once you get too good, there no, no one cares. Do when we would play, when we would play on the quad, it would be us and dudes. Yeah, it's always dudes. dudes. Like where are the chicks? They're hanging out with the dude playing the G chord. They're playing the dude playing Wonderwall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, anyway, here's Justin Bieber. Uh, like you know what I mean? Like certain level of shitty. That's how you get like, chicks. <laughs> So, I'm glad you understand this. I'm glad so I'm talking to someone that gets this. Dude, like, I remember I learned and I learned, like, some Beatles songs that I would play. And then she was like, okay, he played guitar, but, like, he plays football. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, cool. Oh. I actually really like this, though. You yeah, know what I'm I mean? going to keep doing I'm it. keep doing it. And just, it took off, man. And ever since, I thank her to this day. I don't even remember her name of the girl that I liked. Honestly, Naturally. I don't. I just remember I had freaking my little Squire Bullet, and I was learning all these songs, and, and like that from there. That was everything. It was everything, man. And I just, I, I grew, and, and um, 
you know, I met guys like you, and and, and then I met guys like I, I left and I left Oaks my freshman year, where we met at Oaks Christian, mm. and then I was homeschooled for a couple of years, and I kind of I didn't drop the guitar, but I didn't like, like I, I didn't have that push, you know. Yeah. Until I got to senior high school, and I went to Calabasas High School. And the band teacher there, Mr. Cohen, man, Aaron Cohen, yeah. he was the guy that was just like, he's like, he's, he was like, do you have talent? You just haven't been working hard enough. He kicked my butt, man. I love that. In the best way. I love that. And to this day, dude, like, I, like, owe him everything. Like That's amazing. I he, love that. Like, and hopefully he listens to this, like, because uh, yeah. he, man, he doesn't know how much he changed my life, man. Like, there was just, like... He always like believed in me. I remember he when I auditioned, he put me into the second worst band at the high school, as a senior, and I was like, oh, "Damn, this sucks." Like, I, I understood, and I met some people in that class that I'm still friends with to this day that yeah. are killing musicians. And within two weeks, I just practiced really, really, really hard, and he moved me up to the second best band. Yeah, and but he would always be like, he would he would always like, "Hey man, I want you to play in the." in the school play you're the guitar player for the school play how about you come in here yeah. how about you know what we have a combo we have a small combo we have the big band jazz ensemble yeah but we have the small combo why don't you jump in on jump that. in yeah. and then it was like you know there's a second guitar player on it but stay you stay in he was always like the guy that, you know you you come in why don't you try working listen to this guy listen to this guitar player so he would like hey you're, you're kind of like all, kind of always putting that opportunity in front yeah. of you and he would always be like hey you you know check like you're you're Peruvian, right? You're half Peruvian. I'm like, yeah, I'm half Peruvian. He's like, here, check out this music. Boom. And I was like, learn this. I was like, hey, why don't you try this? What a blessing. And man, like, and from there, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have gotten into music school. I actually didn't on my first try. And then, so, if there's any guys out there that want to go to music school and they didn't get in on the first try, yeah. it's okay. Like, I didn't. On my second try, I got in. And then he helped me out a lot on, like, jazz chops and, 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 and different chops like that and yeah. different things and... And from there, it just grew into whatever it is, this crazy life. You know what I mean? That's going a on. A working right guitar player, Working man. guitar that's, player, yeah. I think that's one of the most important titles. That's Not a lot of people can say that, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. And a creative one. You know, someone that produces, someone that writes for themselves now. Yeah. That's going to be held accountable to doing that Actually, shit. <laughs> man, you gave me a look that was like, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if, you write, if you write the songs, if you write songs for yourself, I'll let you record them here. Dang, okay, cool. But All you got to right. write them. I will. I'll write them. You got to write them. All right, that is, uh, I think I clicked my keys and they shouldn't have gone off my bed. Oh, that's your phone. Anyway, one more little question for you before we go. Just because you're the first guitar player I've had on, Mm -hmm. and I ask most guitar players this question. Can you, in words, describe the feeling of playing guitar? Oh, that's a great question. I've gotten many answers, but I want to. Yeah, I think the feeling of playing guitar if even possible to describe. Yeah. I think it, it's the things that you, I think it, when you really connect and when you really have those moments of like, yeah, like this is what I, like, like when you have, because here's what I'm going to say. Separating the quote unquote work aspect, separating the quote unquote like grind, separating the quote unquote like, oh, I have to hit this gig, I have to do this thing. When it's, yeah. boil it down to the kid in his room playing to a B.B. King track, Oof. playing to a learning a B.B. King solo, learning yeah. a John Mayer solo, learning a Stevie Ray Vaughan or Jimmy solo, yeah. boiling down to that feeling of just like, 
I'm just gonna play what's in my heart. You know, when you get to that moment, I think playing guitar is the way that personally I can express. And I, as you can see, we are men of very many words. We yes. like to talk. You know, uh, we don't get too often. We don't get too often playing guitar. <laughs> exactly true. <laughs> but I think guitar and playing guitar helps me say what I want to say when I don't have the words to say it. Absolutely. You know, I think playing guitar is the way that I can really tap into, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. Mm -hmm. And for me, guitar is the main way that I tap into God or, you know, the universe or whatever you believe it is. Go for it. Like, that's the way that I channel that energy, that spiritual energy through me. And it comes out through my, through my hands, through the acoustic guitar, through the amp. And it is just... It's not even yours. It's, it's the me. connection that's it's connection. channeling. It's channeling. Yeah. It's energy that... It connects my heart with whatever... Like, I'll say God's heart. It connects my heart with God. And I just... I'm yeah. the one that's, you know... Fully present. Fully present. I'm your, that's it. You're fully present in that moment. It's how you can be fully in the moment is playing guitar. I've said this before. It's like you ever listen to a song that you love so much it feels like you're in another world. Yeah, absolutely. The reality of the situation is you're not in another world. You've never been more present. Yeah. Oh, goosebumps. I just got goosebumps. Legit. And that's the, and that's very Come much on. what it's like to play guitar and be in that moment. Like, yeah. you know, I, the church. <laughs> I think uh, I think as human beings, it's almost genetically coded in us to deny what we feel because mm-hmm. we're logical. Yeah. Our bodies, our physical essence, our brains are logical, deductive things. Yeah. And then we have these emotions that are so imbalanced that it's only natural for us to deny them yeah. at first. That's why we have denial. That's why we have to train ourselves to accept our emotions. Yeah. We don't accept our thoughts, we have our thoughts. And then we have to accept our emotions. Mm. Um, I think guitar playing takes all those denied emotions and makes them tangible. Oof. Bro, glory. Come on. <laughs> glory. Yes, dude. Let them know. Come on. That's but, beautiful. Uh, I mean, I, that, but very, it's, I mean, it's almost the same thing as what you said. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's so hard to describe. It's literally channeling, like like we talked about, living for something bigger than yourself. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that may be, whether it's religion, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whether, whatever it is, music makes that tangible. Yeah, man. It channels it into a place that we can physically experience it. Yeah. That physical sound wave, that vibration, that's, that is God. That is the universe. That yeah. is, you know, whatever you want to believe. If, or it's just like being on drugs, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Like that vibration is yeah. what we're channeling. And, it's. I'm always curious to see how people describe that yeah. because there's no denying that. Absolutely. It's scientifically proven. The sound waves are there. You yeah. feel that against your physical body. And, and the beautiful <laughs> thing is that, like every, like just how every fingerprint is different, just how every handprint, every thumbprint, everything is different between an individual. Like because the guitar is so, like a piano, like yeah, people have different touch. People have different touches. People have different sounds. Different voicings. But like if someone just goes bink. And Herbie Hancock goes, bink, it'll sound yeah. pretty much the same on the same piano. A guitar, it's your flesh. Yeah. It's your calluses. It's the pain of the fingers that you yeah. had to go through to get these stinking calluses. And like and your rough freaking fingertips yep. on a piece on a string of metal or nylon on a piece of wood. And, and that's it. And that's it. And it's just and that's going through to an amp. But your hands 
on the same guitar through the same amp will sound different than my hands. Exactly. You know? And our approach, we could say play the same line, like you said. We can play the same line, but because we're individuals and because our tone is here in our fingers. And our connection that we're channeling is different. And we are physically connecting with the wood and the vibration and physically touching that a hundred percent of the time. You know? There is no there's no like not just the vibration on our chest with the guitar, but just within our fingers, yeah, within our wrist, the way that we're moving, the way that we're contorting our fingers, like on our fingertips, there's always that vibration. Wow, you know, and 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 it's just like it is completely individual, but at the same time you come together, and it's completely communal. You know, fucking incredible, man. Yeah. This is this has been amazing. Yeah, this is awesome. What a man. freaking treat. Well, before we go, do you have any last words that you want to share? Um, man, I would just say like to any aspiring guitar players out there, man, like I'm on the same path, man. I'm trying to, you know, make a you know, make more of a name and even though I'm working, I'm trying to aspire for bigger things, obviously, but just keep working and practice every day and mm-hmm. just I think that's the biggest thing is even though you might not feel good enough, you might not feel worth it, you might not feel right, push through it. Practice every day. Just get better and get better and get better. And know that you will get better with time and that you will um, go as far as you can if you just put everything into it. You yeah. know? I think it's just just keep at it. Just keep working, keep practicing, keep growing. Fuck yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I would say to other people, you know? Practice. Practice. Practice, practice, practice. No matter what. No matter Rain what. or shine. Yeah. Apocalypse or not, you're practicing exactly. guitar. You're practicing guitar, <laughs> man. And get out there and not only just practice, but get out there and put yourself out there. Yeah. You know? Like Play you might fall cats. on your face. That's okay. Yeah. Life is long if we're lucky. You know what if I mean? We're if we're lucky, life is long. And it's just get out there and perform, you know? Well, rock and roll, man. Mauricio, Amen. thank you so much. <laughs> Anytime. Thanks uh, for having me. This has been such a pleasure, dude. I am so happy I had a guitar player on here. I got to nerd out so hard. <laughs> this is great. This, this has been great. amazing. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks, this has man. been the Studio Corner, everybody. All right. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out.